Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 29th. And uh, once again, we have a very special guest with us today, uh, head coach of the women's lacrosse program at Central Michigan University, Sarah Tisdale. Sarah, how are you today? Hey, Jeremy, all good over here. Excited to be here with you. Yeah, so bring us up to speed. Just first question of uh, what's going on, on campus. It's a crazy time for us all. And, uh, you know, just, just a little bit and maybe a little bit about your background as well as, uh, you know, I know you've been coaching. Is it five or you're headed sixth year or fifth year? This is, yeah, this is our sixth season as a program. It's, it's flown by. It's been wild, I think, to think about, you know, the progress we've been made. We've made since 2014. So uh, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a little bit of a, a different story than maybe most Division One head coaches. I didn't play Division One lacrosse. Um, so knew I wanted to be a teacher and kind of found my path and still am a teacher, obviously, but, you know, found my path to this level just uh, surely by, I think, being at the right place at the right time. You know, lacrosse exploded in the Midwest, uh, you know, 2005 to 2010, and I happened to be ready to take on some of these opportunities. And so um, I've been at the Division three level, was at an awesome school, uh, Augustana College on the west side of Illinois, and, you know, had just enough success there and just a night, the perfect amount of timing when uh, CMU announced that they were going to add women's lacrosse and you know, to come back to my alma mater, uh, I did my undergraduate here as, you know, it's almost a storybook in a way, not to be too cheesy for you, but I think it's an opportunity that if you'd have told me I'd be sitting here in this chair, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity and, and truly the timing worked out to where, uh, you know, I was given the right chance at the right time. And here we are, yeah, year six, which is wild um, to get here and, you know, We've already gotten one championship under our belt, and that's the SoCon championship. And you know, love looking at that trophy every single day. But I'll tell you where my eyes are, and it's on bringing home that first MAC trophy here in, in a couple months. And uh, that's uh, we're, we're we're locked in and ready to go for that. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, this is going to be a first huge year for women's lacrosse in the MAC. Just talk about your initial feelings when you heard the news, and, and kind of your excitement about it. You know, obviously, this is something that when I was hired here, always and it was part of the vision was to bring women's lacrosse as, under the MAC umbrella. Uh, you know, knowing what the MAC stand, stands for and, you know, how they value the student-athlete experience, it's something that I'm very, you know, grateful for that lacrosse is now part of, of that. And that's our focus because that's my values. That, and that's the values of our program, student-athlete focused every single day, right? So, you know, for us to be here and have the opportunity to compete for that first MAC championship, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, practice sometimes we close our eyes and we, we imagine getting that trophy, right, in May. And, uh, you know, you've got to have your eyes, I think, towards those goals. And, you know, knowing that we've already won that SOCON championship, we've had great seasons under our belt, we've already turned over two classes of players. You know, we're building things in the right way. We talked a long time about building a house, right? And, and for the first few years, we laid we asked our players to lay down a foundation that would carry us into year six, year 10, year 15, and looking back, I'm so grateful for those first few classes and what they gave to this program because our foundation is rock steady. Uh, not to say we don't have our issues or we haven't had our faults as a program, but truly the first few classes that came through these doors gave me and gave this program and university so much. They gave us the opportunity to be ready to realistically compete for this MAC championship and then also represent CMU and the MAC on a national stage as a result. And you touched on it a little, but being a CMU alum and being able to now compete in the MAC, you know, how special is that? Although you have, have touched on it and in and, and preparing and uh, challenging for a MAC title, competing for a MAC title, but what makes Mount Pleasant uh, a special place? Uh, it's the people. 
in this community, you know, and then also being able to be a part of the Sagamore Indian tribe, you know, lacrosse being a native sport for them. Uh, it's been a huge part of, uh, of who we are as a program, right? Immediately walking in the door, the Sagamore Indian tribe, the leaders, we've had a great relationship with both of the chiefs that have been in place while we've been here as well. It's the people here and they believe in us and we believe in them. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about civic engagement here in a little bit, but when we talk about civic engagement, it's about being a successful member and a contributing member of your community, right? Voting aside, you know, we've asked our players to go out and adopt this community. We don't, the closest player on our roster to CMU to Mount Pleasant is 90 miles away, right? And so we asked them to adopt, you know, Mount Pleasant in the hopes that they adopt us back. And Nobody knows anything about lacrosse in Mount Pleasant, really. You know, it's a very new sport to a lot of our community members. And so, you know, knowing that I'm an alum and being able to bring this sport to Mount Pleasant and then our student athletes and helping them engage in this community setting, it's just, it's awesome. So I'm a little biased, obviously. I think Mount Pleasant's a great town. I think it's a great town to be an 18 to 22 year old because you get so much love from this community. Uh, as an alumni, I mean, I believe we're in a goal. I know people use that term, obviously, for their alma maters, but I think that the passion this community has and the family that's been installed here really does make this a special place. Yeah, and I mean, you touched on it, so I think we I think we should eventually go there. I mean, we brought you on to talk about this Taking Action initiative that, that we're kind of starting. And, and this week is uh, talking about, you know, voting and voter registration and how important it is to get out and, and do that civic engagement, like you mentioned. Um, I guess, like, how important is that to you and, and where do you get that, you know, strong feeling from? So I have been very fortunate to have some really rock star women in my life that I consider to be mentors, friends, family. You know, I talk about my mom, I talk about my aunts. Uh, I've got rock stars left and right that have turned out for me to help me get to this point. And what they've taught me is the importance of having a voice, uh, being independent, you know, being an active listener as well, being willing to share opinions, but also receive those opinions. And so it's something about who I am, I think, that's been installed in me. Uh, I was hired by Marcy Weston, and we talk about a legend, right? You have a woman that steps up for you and says, hey, here's this person that has no D1 experience, but I believe in who she is as a person and that she can do great things at CMU. It, it, that's something that I don't take lightly, right? So we talk about civic engagement. We talk about voting with our student athletes. We talk about what kind of person do you wanna be in your community? What kind of member are you gonna be here both in Mount Pleasant? And then when you leave here, you know, when you're 22, 23 years old, what kind of, what kind of person do you wanna be? How are you gonna engage with your community, right? So voting for me has always been an important thing. I was so excited to vote. Uh, my birthday fell a day before uh, the election um, when I was 18. So I was able to vote right away. Um, I'm very competitive, uh, right? Like most coaches are. Um, I race to the polls to try to be the first one in the polls as dorky as that might sound, right? So I'm here for it, right? And so you can hear, I think the passion excitement in my voice. I'm here to empower women, right? Period. And uh, make sure that they're ready to be rock stars when they you know, step out on their own and they enter into their first careers, when they start having families, when they start having making decisions. And I hope that they look back at their time here at CMU and think of me as one of those people that stepped up and helped them find their voice. Um, and you know, for me, getting them registered to vote is just a small piece of the puzzle, but right now I think it's super important. Yeah, and that's a great message, all of that. And, and just your passion definitely shines through and, and, and your answer there, which is awesome. Eric, just side note, are you a morning pollster, Eric? Or are you, uh, I, I don't figure you as an early morning pollster. Uh, I, kind of, I kind of am because if I don't, then I forget. 
So oh, I, that's I, not good. That's not I, what we're well, here to no, talk about. No, well, <laughs> I know. Well, my mom, my mom always went early. So she always texts me early in the morning to get up and go get my ass out of bed and go. So <laughs> I got you. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely early morning. I, I just, for the sheer fact of, yeah, I don't, I don't like the lines. I don't want to deal with the lines. I want to get it done early set my set my alarm clock and and go whenever i can so yeah it's definitely uh, yeah. a lot easier in the morning yeah, i'm i'm with coach yeah i'm, I'm racing to get there to to get so it we, we can, we can maybe have a little uh you know photo evidence so we can race each other yeah right. yeah we can we can do Stay that smart, but I'm <laughs> well one thing you touch on is just the empowerment of women and this year we're celebrating the 100th anniversary of the 19th amendment and women's constitutional right to vote uh, why is it, uh, you know, you shared your message before about uh, with your team and not only your team to, to get them out there and not only on the field now and uh, but but later in life and arming them with, uh, you know, all, all the things that they need. But why is it important to keep talking about the fact that this is the hundredth year and, and keep educating people on that? I appreciate this question. We've talked a lot about this um, and, you know, and, and for some reason, uh, and I'll just be really honest with you, I don't know at what point in the last, you know, two or three, four years, voting became political. Um, voting is a right uh, in my eyes, you know, so for me, uh, we take the emotion out of this and we stick to the facts, right? So as a team, one of our messages we use a ton is you don't have to, you get to, right? And so when we talk about voting, you, you get to vote. This is a right, you know, and one that people, you know, over a hundred years ago started fighting for the right for women to vote. You, you don't have to vote, you get to vote, right? And so for me, if we keep that as our focus, that takes care of a lot of these questions for us, right? So through the process, I think over the last few months and helping our team be prepared to be, you know, civically minded, yes, and engaged, but also ready to make these decisions and knowing that your vote counts and taking that seriously, Women 120 years ago, which not necessarily to say in our lifetime, but really when we're talking about history, really it's a relevant kind of timeline still. 100 years is not that long. And then we talk about women in other countries that would do anything to have a voice and have this right. And it really puts it in perspective. You know, we, we talked even this morning as a team about zooming out. Uh, let's not be so focused on us as one person. Let's zoom out and have this whole big picture, right? I think our team was floored to learn that women didn't have the same rights, that black women didn't have the same rights until 1964 and all the barriers that were put in place. Uh, 1964 is within their parents or grandparents' life, you know, timelines. This is a conversation you could go have with somebody that's relevant in your life still. And they would probably be able to tell you about all the barriers that were put up in place for black women not to be able to vote, whether it be literacy or poll taxes or whatever it might be. You know, mind-blowing, I think. Uh, lacrosse usually comes with a fair amount of privilege. You know, we're, we're a fairly privileged sport overall. Um, the majority of our families reside probably in that middle of the upper class, you know, uh, range. But so I think sometimes we forget about how lucky and fortunate we are to have these rights. So we talk about the 100th anniversary of this. What better time to get our women here at CMU and across the MAC ready to vote, ready to have a voice, be engaged. And, and remember, like I said, you get to do this and not everybody gets to do this. And that was really eye-opening, I think, to our players to learn about some of that history. So, you know, grateful for the opportunity. You know, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that we, get, we have time. 
to have these conversations. We have a place to have these conversations. We're not just running off for our next opponent, our next you know situation. So we've really hit the pause button and focused in on some of these issues. No, and I think that's a super important message. I know like when I was in school, I always, in the one presidential election that I did vote in while I was in college, um, I viewed it, you know, almost as a burden. And, you know, I think a, a lot of, a lot of kids think that way these days. And, you know, we have to look at it, like you said, as, as a right and an opportunity um, yeah. to vote. So. And the NCA just cleared the way for us, right? No right. barriers to voting anymore, right? As a division one student athlete, right? This is a privilege. You get to sit in this chair. What is it? Less than 8% of student athletes get to go on to do what our student athletes do, right? Let's, 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 let's keep that in perspective here. And the NCA has now cleared the path for all of us to have that day to be engaged. We're going to go ahead and give our, our student athletes here an extra day off in October. Uh, if you look at our roster here at CMU, and I imagine most lacrosse in the Midwest has us represented, we hail from 16 different states on this roster. And so for us, we've got to clear some space for absentee voting if you really want our kids to be engaged. So we're going to take a day in October once everybody has their absentee ballots. We're going to give them the time and space to sit down and actually you know, treat it like a privilege uh, that you do get to vote and, uh, and clear that space for them as well, in addition to November 3rd. Yeah, and I guess outside of you know having those conversations in that extra day like you talked about, what other things are you trying to do to support the education of, of actually voting? We talked about this a lot. One of our student athletes challenged me back and said, isn't an uneducated voter just as dangerous as a non-voter? I said, you bet. And, and game on. All right. So now I've gone to work a little bit and, uh, and we've really done our job, I think, to get our student athletes informed in a non-biased way. Right. I'm a pretty open book. My players do know where I stand. It does not influence any of our discussions in any way, shape or form. I'm very conscious of that. So we've brought um, nonpartisan people in front of them that, that represent, you know, vote to right coalitions and given them a voice to help our student athletes. They learned quickly this summer that you don't have to fill out the entire ballot for it to count. I honestly didn't know that, right? Uh, I thought you had to fill the whole thing out, right? And that, I think, creates a lot of relief in our players. Like, I don't have time to learn about all these small millages or whatever it is, right? Hey, what do you have time for? What are you engaged with? And, and some of those type of small things along the way have been really important, I think, for our student athletes. Uh, we've been using vote411.com, which is a huge resource or .org or whatever it might be, vote411. Uh, allows you to compare and contrast um, candidates and issues. And so, you know, you can say, boom, this is where I stand. Super easy, user-friendly for especially 18 to 22 year olds. Like you said, time is never, you know, in abundance when you're a division one student athlete. And so for them, uh, quickly, easily getting, you know, candidates to compare and contrast. Um, when we talk about barriers, obviously time being one of them, um, but also most college athletes are transient, right? They're not playing in the communities that they live in or grew up in. And so they don't understand, I think, how important it is for them to still be represented. Uh, honestly, I didn't know this. Uh, college students can vote in the state of Michigan, whether they reside here or not, because they're college students. So we learned that too. So for us, putting those resources in front of them for the last few months and allowing them to digest whatever they need to. You know, it's not me forcing it down their throat. It's them saying, um, here, here are the resources for you. Take advantage of them. Here's some space and time to do it in. Um, and it's been really healthy um, for our team to have these conversations and, uh, you know, what works for them to be engaged. Yeah, and, and just, uh, you, again, you touched on this a little bit, but just to get more in depth about it is how do you share your passion um, that you've shown not only us call, but 
uh, you know, the, in the things that you're doing and how do you uh, get that to your team without kind of forcing it on them um, in, in, in the interest uh, to have an interest in civic engagement? Yeah, uh, you can hear my voice, right? Uh, I, there's no better place for me to be than CMU when you're slow, when, you're, when your tagline is fire up, right? Like I wake up fired up, right? So for me, uh, you know, passion's not a problem, right? Um, and my players know, like, I'm a very open book. They're, they're very engaged in every part of my life and, and, and vice versa. So for me, they know where my passions lie. They know, uh, you know, my goals for them and, and vice versa. So I think I touched on this a little bit, but my role here is to make them rock star women, right? Lacrosse is the vehicle in which we get to do that. And how cool is that? That we get to wake up every single day and play lacrosse to better ourselves as people. Like done and done, right? Where do I sign up for that job? So for me, sharing this passion, right? We're here to graduate them as champions, right? Diploma and rings, President Davies talks about that a lot. And also then to take those lessons, how do we get there, right? And take those lessons into our community. Um, so for me, sharing my passion, non-biased, you know, as much as I possibly can, giving them information that I think is things they need to know. It's really easy to put your head in the sand when you're 18 to 22 and think the world is only what's you know in front of your face in that very moment. I'm just making them a little more worldly. You know what's going on? How are these? Why are people acting this way? Why are people thinking this way? Why why are these big issues for them? And you know, my passion obviously is lacrosse. Obviously, it's making them successful. I'm not lying to you. I want to win that championship. But at the end of the day. I want to know that when they graduate here and they go forth, that they're doing amazing things in their communities. And so, you know, that's what gets me fired up every single day um, to be a part of their lives and, and vice versa. And, you know, they make me better every single day because of that. So I think it's easy to find the passion when you're surrounded by, you know, pretty amazing people every single day. So like I said, passion intensity, not a problem over here. Um, and, and uh, you know, just some of these issues, gosh, I just think that, what a gift we've been given to be here and let's take full advantage of it. Yeah. And I think that's an absolutely incredible message. Um, usually we like to kind of end these things on a, on a lighter note. Um, and I think one of the cool things about you, like you mentioned is you never got the, you never played D one lacrosse. Yeah. Um, so I guess I, I kind of want to hear a, a funny story about, or maybe something funny that happened to you. your your one of your first times coaching. <laughs> oh man. All right, so I'm gonna, I'll take you back to uh, one of my first years. Uh, I'm a little superstitious, right? Um, so I, I think most coaches are, right? I mean, you've, you've obviously seen Coach G here, right? With your socks mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, right? I fall in line with that passion perfectly. So uh, this is back at my former institution at Augustana. Uh, it was year three for us. It was, it was cold outside. So I started wearing, you know, these like these heavy winter pants, right? It was February that was cool at the time, right? Playing in like Tennessee and, and stuff like that. So for me, I was just fine. I was like, never did I expect that we were going to go on to have a 19 and 0 season. And I had to wear those damn winter pants in May in Salisbury, Maryland, middle of May. It was like 90 degrees, 90% humidity. It was the grossest day ever. And here I am. And people think I'm nuts, right? I mean, you know, it was, that's, it's, it was a sweet 16, right? So tons of coverage, even at the division three level, media everywhere what in the heck is this kid from the Midwest doing standing in those winter pants? Well, you know what? I'm a pretty superstitious person. So if I didn't show up in those winter pants that day, guess what my team would have thought? Oof, shit, maybe we have a chance to win, right? So I learned my lesson, be able to pick your outfits to work for the next three to four months in the event that you have a rock star season. So 
uh, I'm ready for this May. You will not see me standing at your pants. Wherever we have this, you know, full Mac championship idea, I'll be, I'll be here for it. So I've got layers on now, right? Just in case. Uh, so I'm always ready for the environment that might come as we go down this journey. So a little embarrassing. Uh, looking back in the pictures, I look pretty silly. Um, I was pretty disgusting by the end of that game. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, those are one of those moments. It's like you learn a lot pretty quickly about, you know, <laughs> be <Yeah>. prepared. <laughs> Absolutely. I guess my only question is just, uh, we've all spent time, we've been talking to many of our guests about this, but, um, you know, during quarantine, and I know you're getting ready for season, you're doing all these great things that we've talked about and engaging with your student athletes, but on a personal side, what have you been doing to stay sane during all the madness? I don't even know if I have a good answer to this, Jeremy. Uh, I got a Peloton. Uh, oh, I do too. We have okay. one. Yeah. yeah, so I've, I've been crushing some Peloton workouts, uh, you know, pretty uh, successfully. Uh, it was hard. You know, we even talked this morning about, you know, the, I think the date was March 12th, right? Whenever I complained about anything, I just say March 12th. Okay. Shut up, have perspective, right? You get to do this. This is a great opportunity. So what have I been doing? Uh, I ate a lot. I learned that I'm not meant to work at home, uh, that if I'm working anywhere near my refrigerator, I'm like, oh, I think I'm hungry again. I need a snack, right? So um lots of film going back and watching cheesy highlight reels of our players you know just to kind of stay engaged uh thinking about maybe going coaching some middle school lacrosse I don't know just to stay engaged with with some of the younger populations um so I will say it was nice to be home um it was a really weird spring and summer to, uh, I didn't I don't even really know what April weekends look like so I uh, figured that out planted a garden built my own garden beds this, this year so grew grew plants from seeds uh so so some, you know, cheesy girl things like that, along with the Peloton, kept me sane uh, as we went through those few months. Side, side note that I, only I would probably, or maybe there's some people listening to this that would know, but who's a uh, favorite Peloton instructor? Do you oh, have a favorite? Allie Love, Allie Love, hands down. Allie Love, yeah, she's good. What she also, I found out that she does um, kind of the, uh, she's the hype person for the Brooklyn Nets. I never knew that. Did you take that class the other day where she was talking about it? Oh, no. I, I don't take her class often. My, I'm uh, Alex. Alex is the guy. I, I talk to Eric all the time. I show him. I'm so out of this conversation. conversation. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't know. But uh, my wife is a big Cody fan. She loves Cody. And um, and uh, Alex is, is mine. And uh, there's instructor Kendall that I cringe every time I because she's she's tough. She's Kendall's very, cool. Yeah, I just did yeah. one of her classes today. So. If, if anybody's listening and hasn't done the Prince ride with uh, Emma Lovewell and Allie Love, I, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I did do that one. Did she talk about that? I'm probably like, you know, on the side of the bike dying. Like I can't pay attention to what's going on. But um, we have we have a couple people from the conference um, that are in the NBA circles and doing media. Uh, Allie LaForce, uh, Allie Clifton does stuff with the Lakers. Um and so just through like random posts and everything, that's how I saw that uh, Allie Love from Peloton was part of the Brooklyn Nets. So yeah, yeah pretty cool. Eric, you got any more follow-up? No, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Cool. Well, coach, this, this was awesome. Um, thank you for bringing uh, voter education to light um, and for speaking so passionately about it. It's, this is great. And for anyone that's going to listen to it, uh, it really comes through on, uh, I, I love that, you know, we, we get to vote, we get to vote. It's our right. And, and it is a rights thing and nothing political about it. It's, it's uh, 
one of these things that makes this country so great that, that we're able to do that. So uh, appreciate all of your insight today and uh, look forward to seeing you out there in the spring. Likewise, yeah, and look for CMU. Hopefully, be leaders out here. Our goal is to get 100% of our female, uh, you know, citizens registered to vote and ready to vote. So appreciate the opportunity to speak about this, and uh, yeah, I can't be more excited to get out there and you know hold that MAC title. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much.